Welcome to episode one of Accompanying the Holy Family Advent Series. I'm Lisa Martinez, the founder of Little with Great Love. And so finally, our journey begins. Praying for a blessed Advent for all of us as we accompany the Holy Family this season. Now that it is our first week of Advent, we light the first candle on our Advent wreaths, which represents hope. Centering on this theme of hope, Little with Great Love contributor Bridget Holtz shares her reflection and scripture. This is found on pages three to five in our accompanying the Holy Family ebook, and there's a link in the notes if you haven't gotten your free download yet. We pray that hope will rise in you, especially in this first week of Advent. Please read more about Bridget and our other Advent contributors in the introduction of your ebook. Now let's quiet our hearts and enter in with the Holy Family. Hi, everybody. This is Bridget. Our theme for this first week of Advent is hope. From the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraphs 1817 and 1820, hope is the theological virtue by which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness, placing our trust in Christ's promises and relying not on our own strength, but on the help of the grace of the Holy Spirit. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. The Holy Spirit, he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that we might be justified by his grace and become heirs in hope of eternal life. Christian hope unfolds from the beginning of Jesus's preaching in the proclamation of the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes raise our hope toward heaven as the new promised land They trace the path that leads through the trials that await the disciples of Jesus. But through the merits of Jesus Christ and of his passion, God keeps us in the hope that does not disappoint. Hope is the sure and steadfast anchor of the soul that enters where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf. The faith that young Mary and her fiancé Joseph demonstrated was astounding. I cannot help but be grateful that as humans, They could not possibly have imagined where their series of yes responses would lead. I also wonder what earthly hopes and dreams they had that were remolded as they chose to embrace the mysterious being they raised and nurtured in preparation for history-changing events. The season of Advent is upon us already, and we get an entire four weeks to immerse ourselves in preparation for the Incarnation. I remember as a child dreading this season especially when Christmas fell on a Saturday or a Sunday, because it felt so long. Gratefully, my perspective has changed as an adult. I look forward to having more time to prepare and honor the season. And yes, frequently bringing myself back from the inevitable distractions life provides. Advent is a source of grace and hope. Hope of the assured and expected incarnation, knowledge of the closeness of God and his desire for our reconversion, and even the joy of the resurrection, as we know that his coming in the flesh is what has saved us and continues to save us on a daily basis. Please go listen to my song choice for you, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, Look Up, by Nicole Nordman, on our Accompanying the Holy Family playlist on Spotify. There's a link to the playlist in the notes. A reading from the book of First Peter, chapter 1, verses 3-9. through 9. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope 
through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This has been a go-to scripture passage for me for many, many years. I have read it at a wedding and at a funeral and have written it in numerous letters to friends. It got me through my darkest night of the soul eight years ago as I stumbled and fell and fell again. Our view of life has gotten myopic in recent days. The isolation and disconnection that the pandemic initiated has, in my view, made our introspection magnified to a microscopic level. Small hindrances, which in the past may not have affected us, are made large and seem more obstructive. And the bigger trials and challenges we experience overwhelm us as we seek the support of others, but have to maintain it from a distance. I have experienced my own distancing from God in the midst of the last two years. He, like so many things and people, has felt far away and sometimes even unreachable. But I remember a sharing from decades ago at a girls' camp I attended every summer for a large portion of my life. God is not an emotion, and his presence does not depend on our feeling or belief that he is with us. He simply is. He remains faithful regardless of our faithfulness to him. I have noticed that with everything present in our world today, the conflict, the hatred, the disasters and discord, the politicization of any and all things, the grief and heartbreak of loss, illness, and death, there is still hope. How is this possible? It is possible because I hold fast to the belief that this temporary world and time will end. We have been promised by the Father and the Son that there is an eternity we cannot grasp and that aided by the gift of the Holy Spirit, we will reach our destination and finish this earthly race. There, the fallenness of this mortal flesh does not exist. There is hope of reunification and joy and perpetual wholeness and a bliss beyond comprehension. Every chapter we walk through in this life, every pain and sadness and moment of despair, it all has a purpose. Here are some ideas for practical application of this week's reflection. When we pray in the coming weeks, let's make hope the foundation of our prayers. Hope is confident expectation. Let's expect that God will answer our prayers however he sees fit, and that he will honor our willingness to come before him and ask for his will. Second, let's commit a random act of charity with some frequency this Advent. It can be small or large. Let's seek out a tangible way to demonstrate the generosity God has shown us in being generous with others, with absolutely no expectation of any acknowledgement. Third, let's practice being present. We have been yearning for connection that is not the Zoom kind. In whatever capacity you work with or serve others, whether that is outside the home on a professional front or with your immediate family, 
spouse, and or children, choose to be and ask God for insights into the stories of others so that you can genuinely listen and simply be with whomever you find yourself. Fourth, in that spirit of connection, take the time to give compliments that are not appearance-based. Part of knowing someone is seeing below the surface and acknowledging the virtues they possess. Notice and appreciate the value that person brings into your life and speak that to them. Let us pray. Lord, in this season of preparation, I ask you to manifest the virtue of hope in my life. Please allow me to see in new ways how hope is the steadfast anchor of the soul and the promise of eternity you gave to us through your coming in the flesh to bear our burdens and experience our humanity. Thank you for your presence within and around me. For your journaling time, please reflect on the following questions. For those using the ebook, there is space provided for writing or drawing. Question number one, how has the virtue of hope been visible in your life this past year? Question number two, what are ways that hope has sustained you through a particular challenge that you have faced, whether or not you were aware of its involvement? For further resources related to this theme, particularly hope and preparation, I invite you to look through the heart section of our website or search by keywords such as stillness, silence, and waiting. You can also find the blogs that were posted last year around this time, keyword Christmas, as we focused on deeper preparation and shared traditions from our family stories, and we offered tidbits of encouragement as we all approach this often chaotic and rushed month ahead. For any of the resources in our ebook, look for our blog, littlewithgreatlove.com. Thank you for accompanying the Holy Family and us this Advent. Please join us next week and may God continue to bless our journey together, friends. 